the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome to episode three of Internal Conflicts, featuring your hosts, Rebecca, Sarah, and Miriam. Let's talk about Jordan Woods. Yeah. It troubles me that people have power over the media and viewers are so easily manipulated, but I'm so glad that despite what the headlines said about Jordan Woods doing this, Jordan Woods being that, oh, she had an affair for months, the Kardashians are going to put a muzzle on her, like all those headlines really troubled me. But I'm really glad that in the comment section, like down to the individual level, people are not buying it because at the end of the day, Khloe Kardashian, she really knows how to pick them. And people see through that. Like, at a certain point, you really have to just start looking at yourself. And, most importantly, I think it's really, for lack of a better word, pathetic for her and her friends to be treating Jordan Woods like that. It really makes me question their womanhood. Like, Khloe Kardashian, what's her name? Larsa Pimpin? And um, Khloe Kardashian's best friends, the Malika... The way that they were all just sort of like pettily rubbing Jordan's face in it, it's like, isn't Jordan like in her 20s and you guys are like pushing 30? They probably, I think they are 30. Yeah, they're 30. They're yes, 30. um, they, Jordan is 21. Khloe Kardashian is 34 years old. Larsa Pippen is around that age as well. Jordan Woods is 21 and Tristan Thompson is 27. So there's a lot of age differences there in this dynamic. And so it's very interesting to see how this is all being played out and where the maturity level is. Exactly. Exactly. The maturity level. People want to continue to blame Jordan Woods, regardless of her age, because she knew what she was doing, quote unquote. But people don't realize that being 21 years old is not, it's not mature at all. And at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship with someone And if they do something, you know, to hurt you or whatever it is, cheat on you, it's the person that you're dating responsibility to display loyalty to you. Second of all, I think it's important to note that Tristan has cheated before. And I'm like a firm believer in once a cheater, always a cheater. So that's... Oh, shit. Sorry. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) Sorry. Tristan has done this before. I'm not sure why Chloe is so surprised. And like Miriam said, age is a huge factor into who's to blame more so for this situation. Did any of you guys watch the Jada interview, Red Table Talk? I saw a clip of it. I didn't watch the whole interview. I just saw the clips of it. Um, I think Jordan looked beautiful and I thought Jada looked beautiful too. You know Hoops from Flavor of Love? Yeah. You guys remember her? Uh, after yeah. Flavor yeah. of Love, she dated Shaq. She, oh, yeah, that's right. She did. Yeah. So they, they ended up breaking up. She got her own show on Oxygen called It Takes a Sister. It was about her and her sisters. 
And first episode, they're already teasing Shaq. That's how I felt when Will Smith came on the screen on, on their little FaceTime and he did his little spiel about how much he supports her. But it was really beautiful though. They really like mama bared around her and really protected her. Like the Smiths are not just like nobody. They really sent a message standing by her and supporting her. And I was really happy to see that. Absolutely. And I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Okay. So <clears throat> hold on. I'm sorry. I just got to organize my thoughts. Take your time. Okay. So I am particularly saddened that Jordan is a young black woman and that she is being ridiculed and shamed by these white women. And I don't, I don't know if this is politically correct to say, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I hate that she was a young 21-year-old black woman living in Kylie Jenner's mansion and that she had to move out essentially because the family stopped messing with her. So she moved out and she moved back to her mother's house because, you know, she's from Calabasas too. For me, black people, especially prominent ones in Hollywood, they're supposed to be rising above, you know, making moves. And it's not her fault. She's young. She doesn't know. She's, she's still young. She's still, you know, in her prime. And she's still learning about life and whatnot. But I just really hate that she is a young black woman. I want to know where her mom was in all of this. I, I took a look at her mom's Instagram. And, okay, we don't know them personally. We don't know these people personally. So this is just speculation. Her, her father passed away. And so her mom is a single mother. Typically, when you live in California, you pursue celebrityhood. And especially when it's right at your fingertips. Like, I believe that Jordan and Kylie's friendship was genuine. But my thing is, is why would you move in with someone else in the first place? Like, why would you want that imbalance of power? Granted, she could have been the one uh, to decide to move out. But at the end of the day, she's the one that's moving out. In response to how disappointing it is, like you said, that she was kind of up under the Kardashian wing, you know, I'm sad about that, but I think that their friendship was genuine, and I think that Kylie genuinely wanted her to succeed, but also at the same time, now she's reminded that she's just like everybody else, and hopefully, hopefully she and her mom can figure it out. I don't know. I'm not really feeling either of their responses there. I think that Rebecca's response is a little bit too emotional. I mean, I get that that's how you're really feeling. I mean, yeah, obviously it is a situation where she happens to be a black girl. But I mean, I think we're going too deep when we are looking at it as, oh, why are they targeting this black girl, this young black girl, this young black girl, that... I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think that she handled it well. I think that what matters most is how Chloe chooses to take it from here. Um, the only common denominator in this situation is a man who cheats over and over again. And the real situation is a female choosing to go back to this man. So, I mean, like she says, it's not too much big of a surprise that he did it again the only shocking part was who it was done with but even then I didn't see that as a big deal because she's a young girl 21 we know you know what we were all doing at 21 her story kind of made perfect sense we're going you know we're at a party we're hanging out um you know especially when a guy 
is known for cheating. He's probably it's probably to no big surprise that he's looking at a young beautiful girl. So I mean, I'm just kind of looking at it in in more of a broad view. I don't want to look at it in more of like a deep emotional thing like oh she's a black girl and like where is her parents and things like that. I mean, her father passed away. I don't think that has anything to do with this case though. I mean, you know, it could have still happened even if her father was here alive. I agree, but I just want to say one thing. You you just said a lot of things right now, so I have to think. I have to, like, recap everything you just said. Okay, can I comment um, while you think? Okay, fine, go ahead. My comment is just about the direction that she took in her life. Her father passed away. Her mother is a single mother. They're living in California, close to, the, to all of these celebrities. Jordan Woods has an opportunity to make it amongst them. Good for her. Again, I believe her friendships were not just for business. They were genuine connections. But then at the same time... Well, I just hate to mention... I just hate to mention that her father passed away at all. Because, I mean, her father is a friend of Will Smith. He was a friend, a longtime friend of Will Smith on the set of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then when he passed away, he always... Yes, he his her father, the reason why she is close with the Smiths in the first place is because her father was a sound engineer on the set of Fresh Prince and a close friend of Will Smith. And when he passed away, Will Smith took, you know, his daughter under his wing. I mean, I just hate to mention her father being passed away because, you know, I just feel like that doesn't, I mean, that's just not associated with her coming up in Hollywood and things like that. Like, you know, whether he was here or not. Yeah, I agree with Miriam. I don't think that her father passing away has anything to do with her incident with Tristan. But I just want to address a couple of things that Miriam said earlier. You know, it's just okay, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, you interrupted twice now, so you're done. All right, you're done. All right, go on. Okay. <laughs> okay, Miriam, you said that my response was emotional. I. I can't help you be emotional. Barry. I'm a, I, I just want black people... I just want black people to be successful in Hollywood. And this is happening... And I'm not I'm not trying to, like, be dramatic or anything, but maybe I am. But this is happening during Black History Month. And, you know, we have freaking Jesse Smollett, which we already talked about, getting it's arrested for fake crimes. It, it is. Like, she's a young black girl, and these Kardashians, and, the, and they're just, like, defaming her on social media. She's a, She's 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like she's she doesn't know. She was she's been in the limelight of Hollywood since she was little. The cost of living in Calabasas is like pretty much in the millions. You don't live in Calabasas if you don't have money or if you didn't grow up in Hollywood. So clearly Jordan Woods has always had money and has always been in the limelight. And I agree with Sarah when she said that she believes that the friendship between her and Kylie Jenner was genuine at first. But I also believe that the Jenners slash the Kardashians, they are just all about like just coming up, like always making a name for themselves. And so they used this opportunity to come up. I'm really just trying to address the fact that I really hate how the Kardashians, primarily Chloe and Kim, and I want to say Courtney, all three of them unfollowed Jordan and they were dropping uh, little hints on social media, on Twitter, trying to blame Jordan Woods primarily when I don't believe that Jordan Woods should have been blamed. Yeah, like, does she have a little bit of blame? Yes, because, okay, she kind of should have known what was going on. I mean, she's not a she's not a baby. She's 21 years old. She's an adult. But at the same time, 
We're talking about an athlete who has cheated on Chloe before. Come on, like, we're all, we are all women. This is a women podcast. If your boyfriend or your husband cheated on you before and he cheats on you again, let's say he cheats on you with any of your best friends or even us as sisters, you really gonna place 100% blame on us? You look at your boyfriend like, are you serious again? And I was just responding to the the question you posed, Rekka, about where her parents are, where her mother is. Again, I, I took a look at her mother's Instagram and just like putting my judgy hat on for a second. Like when I look at her mother's Instagram, it just seemed like her mother was just super on board with, I don't want to say on board. I mean, she freaking posted Stormy, but just Stormy. Like, you know, like more pictures of, of the Kardashians than her own daughter. So it's I think that's okay. a good, I think that's, wanna... I think that's a good point to make. And yeah, I think that I think that would be cool if we can word it in a way. I know that it's not right to judge people solely based off their Instagram because as we all know, social media these days is not a great portrayal of how someone's life truly is. At the same time, it's still somewhat of a representation because people are choosing to post these things. So if they're going to post it, that does mean kind of what they're about. So I think the best way to word it is that Jordan Wood's mother um, seems to be kind of like a what people describe Kris Jenner to be. All about her kids just looking good in, in limelight or in Hollywood and not really focusing or really caring about internal. I'm not trying to judge her parenting style. I'm not a parent, so I'm very big on not judging other parents. But just looking at her Instagram, she looks like she cares a whole lot about being friends with these Kardashians. Yeah. And like, let's just be real, like these Kardashians slash Jenners, they don't really have like a great reputation in Hollywood for having a whole lot of substance. They're kind of just known to create drama and then just keep their drama going. And that's how their um, their shows and their, their social media succeed. Right, and at the same time, the Kardashians and the Jenners, they roll in, in tight circles. They've got friends that they've been friends with for a long time. Friends that they post about, like friends that are featured on their show. Do you think that those are their friends that they confide in and tell their secrets to? These are these no. are people, yeah, like they, they need high security and that's how they're successful. Obviously, we all wish her the best of luck. I think that her timing in responding was perfect as opposed to keeping quiet and just hoping that it goes away. So I'm glad she addressed it, and people are smart. People know the truth, and like you said, she's 21. It was poor judgment on on her behalf, but at the end of the day, the person that should be held most accountable for is Tristan, and like Miriam said, the behavior of these grown women going on social media is really sad. Absolutely. I was just going to add that while this is a nice win for the Black community because I think Rebecca mentioned before that it was surprising to see the comments below they were not having it i do hope that chloe you know somehow finds love in the future because she really has been seeming to struggle i think yeah. i think she won't sorry i just have to say this but <laughs> she won't because I just like when people sulk in their sadness and in their depression to come across as a triumphant person, they won't ever be successful in relationships. I think that's, it's, a, it's a really weak tactic to appear strong. I agree. 
this is this is actually a fair transition to men falling for the flesh versus the brain. So, so you look at Tristan Thompson, who for some reason he's given relationships, he's given su- like like substantial relationships, but for some reason he's just sort of obsessed with sleeping with women and being with women. It's the same with men who just follow a bunch of these uh, promiscuous girls on Instagram, and um, yeah, why is that? For some reason. This is men's nature. They are sexual beings. They are way more sexual than women are. Okay, but then there are guys who, they're attracted to smart women. Why isn't that like a public thing? Because it's rare. Not many men are attracted to just a woman's brain and just want to know how she thinks. I I just think that most men are sexual beings and that they are just attracted to the flesh. I've been in situations where I feel that men talk about how great I am as a person and then when they find out that I'm not that sexual, it's like an instant turnoff for them. But then, what, and this is what annoys me the most, then they find someone who doesn't lead with their body. I think that females are just as sexual beings as men are, except females prefer to be sexual towards one person, while men, they don't have any regards towards who they're being sexual towards. I think that's a good point. As unfeminist as it sounds, I consider myself to be that way because I like to be sentimental and emotional. It's a one person. So I could see that. In my history, I've been with men where I'm like focused only on them. And I I understand that they like me, but they still have eyes on other women. And it's nothing personal. Like I know that they like me, but they just sort of enjoy the flesh. I just think that in order for a man to stop looking at women or to stop focusing on the flesh rather, they need to like get rid of their playboy phase. And it doesn't matter the age because I tell myself oh, I'm not gonna date a man that's 25 or under because those type of men tend to think with their genital areas. But it doesn't matter the age group. Really, a man just has to get over their playboy phase. I mean, do you guys know what I mean by that? Rhetorical question. I mean that they have to get around and then they start to see what they really want out of a woman, really value a woman and stop looking at basic things like what they have to offer physically and start looking at, okay, does does she have a financial plan? Is she going to be a good mother? Is she, I don't know, domesticated enough for me? So I really just think it comes down to a man getting rid of his playboy face. I 100% agree with that. It's an instant turnoff for me when I meet a man who almost makes me feel accountable for making up for all of the experience that he lacked. Like, I'm sorry, you should have done that in college. Like, you should have done that in high school. Now, at this point, I dread dating. And so when I'm committed to someone, when I choose someone, I'm committed to them. And I make the choice to be ready. And if the other person isn't ready, then we could just cancel the whole thing. But I just wish that men had that same kind of mindset, like they could be over it and ready. While we're asking the question of why do men choose to sleep around, I believe that it is, and I feel strong in this, I believe that it is up to women who really just allow this behavior. They do. I just want to make sure that we're not blaming women for the fact that men cheat, because it kind of sounds like you were saying that. No, no, no. I agree with what she said absolutely not no no yeah I but do. i am going to give saying them that the responsibility women. you're saying no, so you're saying that women are to blame for men cheating 
No, she's no, saying I, that. Abso- I'm absolutely not saying that women are to blend, are to blame for men cheating. But I am going to give them this allowing men to cheat and yeah, allowing yeah. them to take them back. It's, to it's cheat a, on them. No, 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 okay, it's, all right, okay. Yeah, it's about teaching a man how to treat you. I told you, Rebecca, I was going to hang out with someone and he didn't respond. I, I think I told you, I, I told him, I told him, oh, we didn't have time that I, um, you know, we'll figure it out another time. And he told me I would have not even said that to him. And you were right. Once a guy texts me, how are you the second day in a row, I'll delete his number. Like that lackadaisical kind of at yeah, kind of behavior. Yeah, like I don't stand for it. And it's what, what I mentioned in episode two. Like I'm always searching for ways to cut a, a guy off because guys will show you how they feel. And it's up to you to put up with it. You keep telling yourself little lies. You're just going to be disappointed in the end. And once it finally ends, you're going to feel stupid at the very first sign that you saw why you didn't end it the first time. This is and one more thing. There's a there's another podcast and, and someone tells a story about dating culture in college. They explored the dynamic of guys and girls in college. A guy meets a girl, they hook up, everything moves really quickly, and there's like a ghosting phase where you kinda have to play the game. You kinda have to wait for him to text you back. And it really is a sort of like an emotional abuse. This is what this is what was said on the on the episode. And I agree that it really is a sort of emotional abuse. Like, he has to know that I'm always going to be there. And then he'll like me a lot. And then, once he proved that to them, then he's there to stay. Like, when are we going to get to a point where a guy is just going to make the decision to like you and, and be courageous and be committed? Like, what is the big deal? So, second off of that, once again, when I say that I'm giving women this responsibility, what I'm saying is that when we allow this when we allow these men to cheat and to sleep around and we continue to take them back like she said when are we going to set a standard that this is how I want to be treated and if I'm not going to be treated this way then I'm going to move on and if that means that I have to be alone every night not answer my phone watch Netflix and chill all by myself then that's what that means but we unfortunately Women do not like to That's be alone. Exactly. They kind of let things die out only to be treated like that again. There are no standards. There are yeah. no standards. I, I, yes. think has, I think it has a lot to do with fear because to the woman's point, it is sort of scary. Like to, be, to go from being in a relationship, being with someone and seeing your future right in front of you to not like there is a sort of fear attached to that where you'll do anything to almost replicate what you used to have. But yeah, me personally, like I would rather be alone than than be miserable. I'd I'd rather be alone than be disappointed. And then most importantly, first and foremost, I'd rather be alone than set a poor example for my son. Like boys and mothers, I take the impression that he has of me very seriously. And one thing I could say about our mom is that yeah, she went on dates, yeah, she had her fun, but there was not male figures in and out of our lives telling us what to do. She she remarried and it was a family environment and I have a lot of respect for that and I refuse to settle for anything less than that. I agree and and I what I also want to say is that when I speak about this, I speak from experience. I speak from strong experience. As pathetic or as silly as it sounds, at a very young age, I decided that I was too alone. I was too lonely. 
when really I was just young. I didn't need anyone. It took a while after finally being in a relationship at a young age to get out of that because I didn't want to be alone. And because I felt needy, I felt clingy, and I just simply just did not want to be alone. And so, yeah, it did take a while for me to realize that there's nothing wrong with being alone and that that's actually the weaker part of you is when you feel like you need somebody or you, you know, you really just want to be around this person. That's the weaker part. And also, like Sarah said, I think the bigger part for me was the example that I was setting. For you, like you said, it was for your son. That's a very vital role for a boy to like watch his mother. And for me, it was for my daughter. I felt like me being an example for a female, I felt like that was a really, really vital role. I mean, hey, I mean, the example that I am for her is exactly how she's going to act when she grows up. So everything that I'm doing, I ask myself if that's something that I would want Mercy to do. And that is exactly how I live my life. I think that that's incredible. And I couldn't agree more. I I think that, or I know, that women who are lonely are the ones that allow men to consistently cheat on them. And while I don't know the Kardashians, they are A-list celebrities who are probably struggling to find true love in their lives. So they find like the most A-list athlete or whoever it is to date, and they tolerate their behavior because that person is young. And so the point that I was trying to make is that women who they might have everything else that they need. They might be fin- super financially secure, mother that loves them, big house, whatever, whatever, whatever. The biggest thing is that no human is meant to be alone. So that woman is gonna might feel alone because they don't have that romantic piece to it. So what do they do? They do exactly what you just said. They tolerate a man who cheats. And, and so I'm just I'm just saying I agree with you that like it's really women who don't have the self-esteem that they should have, who aren't secure with themselves, who don't love themselves. Those are the type of people that allow men to cheat and it needs to stop. So did you guys see the clip of R. Kelly on CBS? No. no. I did. I did see a clip of uh, of R. Kelly. I mean, this for me, this is a topic. I mean, all of the topics that we talked about today for once are topics that I, I actually agree with. But the R. Kelly topic is a close topic for me. And the reason why, and this is something that I might get very emotional about. After I watched the documentary, the comments, even till till today, I don't know if you guys saw it, the comments that I saw were very, very divided. Yeah. And to me, unlike yeah. the Jordan situation, I mean, a majority of the comments of the Jordan situation, I think that in her case, a lot of people were on her side because it was kind of like a black versus white thing. But with the R. Kelly thing, this is, you know, it's not a racial thing. And so that was very divided when, to me, I saw that as black and white. I didn't see anything as, I didn't see it as, well, let's think about this. Let's think about that. After I watched the documentary, it was like, oh, no, done, period. He's canceled, done. And so I was shocked, shocked to see comments that were that were divided, where people were on his side. So yeah, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts about this situation because it truly angered me to see people. I mean, to the point where I was unfollowing people that were saying that 
they believe him and that they're lying and that they still support him, things like that. So yeah, that was that really angered me and that 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 is a that is a really emotional yeah. situation for me. Yeah, and I and I saw your post about it. You said, "Let me know what you think about R. Kelly, so I can know not to have my daughter around you." I was just yeah, going to say think, that. Oh, well, I said it first, so I think that that was a good point to make. It's terrible what he did. It's terrible what he's doing. I've heard audio about him boasting about it, boasting about how his music is already out there. I think he's a terrible person, but is there any way that we can separate his talent from what he did? Am I wrong for that? No, you're not wrong for that. I can separate the talent of the Bill Cosby show, that being a family show, how important that was for the black culture. I can always separate that from the from his terrible acts as well i can always separate what the song you know i believe i can fly meant to all of these like graduation and things like that from his terrible so i have no problem separating the art from the person but what i want to know is what about it are people what are people not getting is what i is what i want to know they're what not, are people not so getting not about separating this it because they're not separating it. They think that just because R. Kelly is a phenomenal singer, artist, producer, what have you, they think that that doesn't make him some sort of a molester. But for me, while, yes, it is true that you might have fake allegations, you might have women that, that's like falsely coming forward saying, oh yeah, he did this to me too, just to get some sort of fame, money, or some sort of like um, acknowledgement. At the end of the day, even if one was to come forward, one is too many. Right. Even if one was to come forward and, and one was true, and then the other hundred are fake, that is still too many. So people are saying like, oh, there's just a bunch of women that's lying, just trying to get money or fame. Okay, fine, whatever. But we can't deny that there's a whole tape out. <laughs> there's a whole tape of R. Kelly doing yeah. this. Yeah. I remember vividly when that tape came out and how that was so long ago and he was still walking around in these streets like he was still making music exactly so it's yeah it's crazy that it took this long for for someone to do anything about it i've, I've watched surviving r kelly and i saw footage of him admitting like it was nothing to liking young young women i think some people like to give a little bit of the blame to the young girls so there, there was one young girl i can't remember her name and i don't Terrible. think i want to i don't think i even want to say her name during his first round of legal trouble she would stand outside the courthouse and support and support him and she described her teenage child her, her childhood as like you know her mom worked a lot so she basically had a lot of freedom. She was able to get off of school, hang out, do whatever she wanted. And so a lot of people, they just attribute that to the fact that R. Kelly was able to access a lot of these girls because they didn't have a lot of support at home. And so Right. Yeah. And so what I really just wanted to add to that real quick was because I was going to make this point anyways. What I really just want to add to that now is can you put your young mind at 16 in her shoes when your mother was working a lot and a famous man approaches you people need to start placing blame on the man the grown person like i've seen exactly. a lot of posts on my facebook where they're justifying r kelly saying where was the parents 
You're talking about a young girl whose mother, whose parent wasn't around. Like, they're young. They're vulnerable. Okay, this goes back to Jordan Woods being 21 years old and not knowing any better. Like, I'm not trying to victimize. Right, I'm not trying to victimize these young women. But the blame needs to be placed on this grown man who knows the law. Okay? And I don't care when people say... Oh, but times were different back then. Like, because that's how people try to justify Bill Cosby. They try to say, oh, back then it was different. It was different. But the law was still the law. 18 and under, I mean, of course, it, it varies state by state. But regardless, a young girl, you should not be, you should not be doing, doing sort of sexual acts to her. Or, or hitting right. her, or however you want to call it. This grown man knew what he was doing, approaching a, a young girl whose mind is underdeveloped. I'm 24 now, and I just learned game. I mean, as pathetic as it yeah. sounds, I just learned game when it comes to guys, probably after I had a baby. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's where the disgustingness is in this, is that we're talking about a grown man who takes advantage and manipulates a young person whose mind is not developed. I mean, sure, she's not three. She's not a toddler. We're not talking about a kid where you have to lure them with a piece of candy. But yes, it is very similar to that. We can we can it definitely is. compare yeah. it to that. Yeah, You're talking I'm, about a young girl? Because you're talking about a young girl like, who has idea? hormones. I'm sorry. I, I really need to say this. You're talking hardened. about a young girl who has hormones and whose hormones are raging. So she's feeling the sexual desire, right? But like Miriam said, her brain is not developed to understand what that really means. So these older men, such as R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, are preying on these younger women. It's not okay. And then these adults on my social media are justifying Bill Cosby and R. Kelly's behavior by saying, oh, well, the parents let them do this, let them do that. Well, can we just talk about the fact that the mother wasn't there further as to the fact that these young girls were, what should, how should upon. I say this? They were pre- were they preyed were- upon because, because their mothers weren't there. But the people on my social media are saying, Oh, where were the mothers? They weren't there. They were working 24-7, just like our mother was. But we weren't even let out the house as sisters. Okay, this is a sister podcast. We weren't even let out the house to even let that happen to us. So that's why we weren't subjected to that. But God forbid, you know, I don't know. We did have access to grown men. Yeah. We That could have happened to us. I mean, we def- Rebecca, you and I definitely exactly. snuck out. Uh, you, you and I definitely snuck out a lot. Um, hold on, I'm just... Okay, I'm, but teenagers, not I'm grown t- men. Let's be clear. Well, Let's yeah. be clear. I'm chuckling because you sound so fucking drunk right now. And if you I'm sorry, this, okay? If, I'm trying to... If you say this is a sister podcast one more time... <laughs> the real, the real does that all the time. This is the real, okay? We know. We know it's a fucking real. <laughs> Do you remember Mary Teacher... You know what I'm talking about, Mary no. Kay, Mary Kay Latorno, the teacher. I don't. She think so. she began a relationship with her student, and she went to prison, and she uh, she became pregnant by him twice. They're still married till this day, and whatever. Oh, this was a lifetime movie. Yes, yeah. So they're still married till this day, 
Okay, his daughters are now, they're, teen, they're teenagers. I think it was Barbara Walters that interviewed them. He said, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like for them to be with someone who's way older than them. And Barbara Walters says, well, you were with Mary Kay Letourneau. How could you say that? And he's, he said, well, yeah, I think that when you're at that age, you don't have the right judgment. And then you grow older and you start to realize that, that you know, it probably wasn't the right thing. He said he's, he said the sitting right next to her and this lady like Mary Kay Letourneau I'm Googling you right now. Huh? I'm Googling you right now. Oh. I remember yeah. the situation. Yeah. And Mary Kay Letourneau, she just sort of giggled it off and she maintains like we were in love. You know, we were in love. It was consenting. Like I'm sure it was consenting in a way, but you were a 30 like she had a she was He she was, was 12 years old. Yeah. Like and so there's that delusion. This that, is... there's, that's what I'm talking about. There's where that there's something wrong with her. Until this day, there's something wrong with it. Because till this day, sitting next to her husband, he's sort of revealing that he regretted the relationship. And she maintains that they were in love. You know, we're so in love. All marriages have their issues. Like, it's just, you know, it's just sad. 12 years old. Yeah, like, I, I'm even alarmed when, a, when like, a 21-year-old man is dating an 18-year-old. Like, that's, even that's weird to me. And I think that... Agreed! Yeah, 18-year-olds are not going to evaluate men in, in that mature way. Like, you're 21 years old. Um, okay, I'm not going to say 21. How? Let's go with 30. That that kind of, like, archetype, the 30-year-old man that dates the high schoolers, he's got, like, roommates. He probably, he you know, he likes to hang out. And young girls are not going to evaluate men in that way. They're just going to see what they what's in front of them. They have an opportunity to mature emotionally. They have an opportunity to feel like they're in love. They don't see the full picture. So it's definitely, like, a preyed-upon kind of situation because at the end of the day, then, then these girls look back and they're like, wow, like, these guys were nobodies. Like, R. Kelly was full-blown married. That That's not a man. Yeah. Right, right. What I really want to say is that young Black females are targeted. I think that that's why it's most important that they are protected and that they are taught. And the reason why I say that they are targeted is for it's up it's for many reasons. I mean, I can go on and on. Young black females, they are the main ones that have to build their confidence. They are the main ones that they're kind of brought up in insecurity. And I'm speaking for myself when I say this. You don't they don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of confidence. We don't have a lot of security. And so that's where these problems come into place where guys, you know, where they can be easily taken advantage of and so it's sad to see that and we are progressing into a time where that they know that they're beautiful i just hope for the future i hope that i can do my part as a parent of a black female to raise her in confidence knowing that you know she matters and that there's no way that some guy or anybody can take advantage of her because she knows who she is yeah yeah, and just to support that, and just to share like my own experience, I think that it's absolutely true that Black females are targeted. In the last year, like I've broadened my options as far as like dating goes, and it's just it's just really disgusting to hear men like tell me to my face, you know, like oh I've always wanted to date a Black girl, or I've never I've never dated a Black girl. You know, you've got you've got really smooth chocolatey skin. There was a guy that told me once. 
First of all, I don't like the, oh, you're not like all black girls. But there was there was a guy that told me, oh, you're not like all black girls. You don't have a big butt like all black girls or something like that. And it's just like, do you, is this, do you think this is a joke? Like, was that supposed to be funny? You know, like these guys, they look at black girls sometimes like that, like we're our own creature, like we're just something to play with or to explore. And, and so it is a relief that like, I we agree. Were, I think Mercy's very fortunate to have four aunts, three who are adults who've been, who've lived like you know who've been through things who've lived life and she's able to get each of our perspectives like anytime she seeks advice she knows that it's the truth and there's no questioning it there's no questioning herself because yeah she's in for a long journey in this world i had a lot to say but i lost it i think that um because you're drunk we should i'm also tired we should just transition to questions Okay, so here's the final question that we want to leave you guys with. If there's someone out there who disagrees with R. Kelly's incarceration and believes that he was wrongly accused, do you feel that that's a lack in their character? And would you trust your children around that type of person? We want to know.